This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. You wanted the best, you got the best. The hottest podcast in the month of July, the Decibel Geek Podcast, and welcome to it. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by my main dude right over there, Chris Sinzak. What's up? What's going on, man? Happy uh, Christmas in July. It's going good so far. Yeah, good Having first fun. week with the Gene Simmons band. How cool are those guys? It was great. Oh, man. I love all three of those dudes. Really you know, bad. Gene Simmons has never been accused of being a dummy. No, I don't think so. No, but he has really shown his genius by the choosing of his band. His genius. Exactly. Yeah. You know it. Trademark. Yeah. It's already exactly. done. Uh, yeah, a lot of good feedback on that. People seem to really enjoy hearing about a side of Gene you don't usually get to see in the yeah, press. Yeah, so I love it. I was it. happy we could help share. It was it. so cool, those guys, to come on and share those stories with us. Definitely. Yeah. Very cool stuff. A lot of cool um, KISS related stuff being posted on decibelgeek.com. <laughs> yeah, also. man. Lots of cool stuff going on in there. You don't know about decibelgeek.com? Then what you need to do is right now, well, maybe as soon as you're done listening to this, go directly to decibelgeek.com. Scroll on through, man. There's all kinds of cool stuff going on there it's your home for rock and roll i know you go to a lot of cool websites for your rock and roll make sure decibelgeek.com is one of them absolutely all right so, so let's get i down guess to before we get into this week's kissivities we got to take a look and see itunes review and let's see here where's them twinkling five stars where are they at i got bad news i don't see one here we didn't get one this week. Are but. you kidding me? Mm-mm. We're caught back up again. Yeah. We've hit the glass ceiling on iTunes reviews again. Yeah, we didn't get any. Like this we week. crushed through it last time. I thought we I defeated the glass ceiling. I know I did too. Of iTunes it's reviews. A, this is Don't now don't it it's not get the end of the world. Okay? All right. I, I 
I see you tearing up. I am a little bit. This, this, you know, it's kind of turning to anger. All right, guys, (laughs) I can't stop the rain, but you can if you leave an iTunes review next week. Wow. I feel better since you've said that. Okay, well, good. That warms my heart a little bit. (laughs) (sighs) Peter Chris hung hung it up. I had to do some sort of Peter Chris mention. But uh, here it comes again. Yeah. But no, guys, I mean, we, you know, the iTunes reviews, you know, we we joke about it, but they are really important. Really important. Yeah. You well, know, you guys support us. We know that. You guys love us. We know that. Yeah. You love what we do here on Decibel Geek. We know that. You know, so many of you have shown your appreciation in so many different ways. Oh, speaking of people, and we predicted it last week, and it happened. Huh? The Rock and Pot Expo, it hit it. Yes. It did it. We are 100% funded now. 100%. So, like I said, you know, we appreciate everybody that's kicked in on that, not just through Decibel Geek, but all through, through all, the, all the shows that are involved in that. And I should uh, give a special thank you to uh, Joe Becht, who is yeah. part of the, the sponsor that basically came on board to put us over the top. He's yes. with a company called Bel Air Expediting, and they are one of the sponsors for the expo, and their uh, logo will be proudly displayed all over all the printed materials and Very advertising. Cool. And uh, thanks to Joe, and you've you've heard Joe on the show before. He yeah. did a Radio Sucks VIP show, and he's going to be coming back on in the future. That's awesome. I can't yeah. wait. So that was really cool. But uh, yeah, the iTunes review, like you guys, you know about the show, and you listen every week, and we appreciate it. iTunes, though, needs those reviews because what happens is we get more exposure through iTunes podcasting app. And that's the people that are discovering new shows. So if you like what we're doing and you want us to have more listeners, leave those reviews if you haven't left one because it, it helps the algorithm that causes iTunes to show our podcast to more people. Right. And what do we do here? What have we done since day one? We have flown the flag of rock and roll. These bands, this music... Kiss, Sabbath, you know, and all the way down the line to bands from today that we love. Denman, The Tip, you know, and so many others. We fly that flag because we want the world to know that this music is alive, it's very well, and it's vital. People love it and people care. And so when iTunes sees that we are helping these bands sell music, and when iTunes sees that there's a movement going on here behind Decibel Geek of people that still love their rock and roll from all over the entire world, speak up. Let them know yeah, that you do. listen to Decibel Geek and you love it. Yeah, so next week, let's shoot for more iTunes reviews, please. Please? Because I don't want to have to give Aaron another pep talk. You're going to quote some more Peter Chris lyrics for me. No, that'll just make you sadder. (laughs) All right. So uh, the other people we like so much, these are the geeks of the week. These are the people that shared on Facebook and retweeted on Twitter last week's conversation with the Gene Simmons band. Loved it. Geeks of the week this week are Matt Ashcraft, Mark Alden Taylor, Scott Smith, Neil Johnson, Brent Katelkis, Army Washington State, Cobras and Fire Podcast, Rob Webb, Christina Manalaki, Potter Than Hell podcast, Steve Wright. That's a new Kiss podcast for you Kiss fans. Check that one out. Potter Than Hell. Potter Than Hell. Seymour Pierce, Dan Chapu, Mind Over Metal podcast, Hoops, Matt Porter from the Kiss Room shared it. Yeah. Mike Tyler, Dave Shirt, Dave Shirt, Dave Shirt, and a few other times from Dave Shirt. That's a good man. Shane Abair, Brian Knapp, Christina Green. Joshua Toomey from Talk To Me Podcast, Rock, yeah. Rock and Ron Runyon, Trevor McDougal, Kevin Williams, David Stonich, Brent Tibbetts, Joe Lescon, Mikhail Burrell, Adam Cox, Thomas Mukaji, Brad Schick, Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, Alex Farring, Desiree Cox, Aaron Baker, Sean Cullen, Anthony Britt, Joseph Capone, David Pastor, Wayne Cross, Andrew Jacobs, Jeremy Asbrock, Brian Cook from the Gene Simmons Band. Heck yeah. Derek Laba, Derek Novak, Darren Hellowell, David Glenn, Colin Francis, MDG Rock Photography, Jeff Mendenhall, Ernesto Aguiar, Rooster Chase, and... 
the, the Mooger Fooger. You know it. Thank you, people, for getting out there, spreading the word, telling the world about Decibel Geek and what we got going on here. If it weren't for you, nobody would know about us. That's right. And no one would know rock and roll is alive and well. And it is. Yes. Case in point, it's Christmas in July, and yes, we're celebrating. And this is something we, we did this a few years ago. We called it the cutting room floor that time. Yeah. But since then, we started it as a different kind of concept called Demolicious. Demolicious. People wanted Demolicious to return. Yeah. Little did they know that it was going to return in Kissmas in July. So it's Demolicious Kiss Edition. The Kiss Edition. Right. I love it. So, um, But basically, I wanted to just shout out on some stuff that was unreleased or, or yeah. demo versions of stuff that got released later from Kiss. Yeah. Simple as that. And, there's all uh, kinds of cool stuff, man. It's That's one thing that's great about being a Kiss fan is that, you know, there's little gems that appear every mm-hmm. so often, things that you've never heard before. I'm super stoked about the Gene Simmons box set coming out. Me you know, too. There's really hardly anything on this whole entire earth that makes me happier than to hear a Kiss song that I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. It gives me joy. Joy that is just so immense that it just it's it's the opposite of not getting an iTunes review. It's the exactly. Yeah. It's like yin and yang, matter and antimatter. It's just like <laughs> one is so bad, but the other is so good. That's right. Even if the songs are about logs and fireplaces, All I've right. heard that one before. Yeah, a few times. But uh, cool if I go first. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so we don't have like a, a ton of you know super d- detailed notes on these things, but I mean a lot of these things I've I know about throughout the last few years, and, and uh, uh, there was a batch of songs that got re- that got leaked uh, I think about two years ago, and these were songs that were uh, demoed and recorded for uh, the Psycho Circus album in 1998. All right, are these songs that have Ace and Peter on them? Good question. <laughs> I Nobody don't. Knows. I don't know. Okay. Um, if I'm a betting man, I'd say probably not. Because yeah. Ace and Peter didn't play on most of the album, so no, it's and they probably, were probably not, not. Yeah, probably not demoing songs with Gene and Paul yeah. if they're not making many appearances on the actual album. Yeah, and these aren't the songs I have from this album are not Ace or Peter songs. They're actually both of them are Gene that I have. Okay. Um, but they're interesting songs, and like anyone that's listened to the show for a while knows that I. I rank Psycho Circus pretty much at the bottom of the Kiss album list yeah. for me. It's one of the biggest disappointments in the band's yeah. history. And part of that was the the lack of fucking songs, really. It was like a lot of celebration of Kiss songs. Which, right. But that was the time. You know, well, they had just made their triumphant return, right. you know. And so well, one or was, two of was, those would have been fine, but a right. whole album of them was a bit much. Yeah. Um, but my choices from, from the album are not fucking songs either. And they're both by Gene, which is it's a strange thing but it's one of those things where like gene had these introspective songs and, and they were kind of ballady yeah but the ones the ballady introspective songs that were left off it, i thought were better than the ones that were put on the album hmm. and my first choice is this one that uh, it's a definite straight up ballad but uh, i think this is much better than we are one this is a song called i am yours
song i'll take that over we are one which, I, yeah which sounds like a coca-cola jingle it does that's probably why it's on there they know someday they're gonna make a million dollars off that song <laughs> you mean he was commercially minded about a song that he was gonna... <laughs> well, a snippet of that got released years and years ago it yeah. was like like a minute and a half part of it and ever uh, since i heard it, i was like man i really like that i want to hear the whole thing and then now you got to hear the whole thing that came out a couple years ago that's probably the best thing about the internet is the fact that you can find unreleased kiss mm-hmm. songs you know they're out there it's like it used to be like when i was young you'd go to like the the record store cd store like a mom and pop place that would get the bootlegs yeah and you would find that's where i got the my original copy of carnival of souls that's you how know, i got the was wicked on, lester album yeah on the demo version and mm-hmm. i had weird kiss cds with like live in australia mm-hmm. and i had fried alive and uh, yeah stoned in paris and nice yeah all these really funny named bootlegs so many of them <laughs> Awesome. So what's your first one? Well, this is one that goes back to the very, very beginning. So it's just been a few months after they play their first gig at the Popcorn Club, and the band is in the studio to record a five-song demo tape with producer Eddie Kramer Mm -hmm. at Electric Lady Studios in Greenwich Village, New York. It was the first ever artist-owned recording studio as it was built for Jimi Hendrix. It opened its doors in the summer of 1970, and that's just months before the death of the legendary owner. It's best known as where Zeppelin had recently laid down the tracks for the Houses of the Holy. Before Eddie Kramer met Kiss, he was making a name for himself as a top-notch engineer and an up-and-coming producer. By having worked with Hendrix, Zeppelin, Spooky Tooth, Carly Simon, Blue Cheer, and Humble Pie. With help from Dave Whitman, who had previously worked with Gene and Paul on the Wicked Lester album, Kiss belts out a five-song demo, including early versions of future classics Watching You, Deuce, Strutter, Black Diamond, and Cold Gin. (laughs) 
Those demos are interesting to listen to because you know you'll hear alternate solos on on yeah. some of this. Like Strutter has this really long extended solo on it. Oh, I love it, and it just sounds so much beefier than than what wound up getting recorded for the album with Kerner and Wise. Yeah, it just tells you how much of a difference Eddie Kramer would have made right. if, if the first album had been done by him. Yeah, they're definitely more guitar thick for sure. Yeah, no, I listen to those songs from the demo way more than I listen to the, yeah. to the album. Yeah, me too. That's yeah, weird. That's cool. I wonder if Kiss felt that way. You, you had to know Ace Frehley felt that way oh, about yeah. it for sure. It just sounds, it's a quantum leap in difference. Yeah. So, all right, so for my next one, this is a real oddity. There was a, a leak in like two weeks ago, and I have to give credit where it's due, the uh, Kiss My Boots podcast that, uh, that Andrew Scambati and Jason Herndon and Byron Salzano uh, host they uh, they leaked this. Well, they, they purposely leaked it because somebody else was going to leak it. Was trying to leak it and make money on it. And yeah. they were kind of like, well, you know, we're not. We'd rather the fans just have it than for you somebody to get try to get rich on it. So they put it out on their show. Right on. And, that's uh, noble. And I appreciate them doing that. And this is something that's kind of floated around on message boards for years. Is like there's somebody said that there was a version of Baby Driver with Gene singing the song. Yeah. From the Rock and Roll Over sessions. And I never honestly thought it actually existed because like, it just sounds bizarre. Right. I gotta, why, it's a Peter Written song. Why the R- hell would Gene why? be singing? Yeah. And to this day, I don't know why. Hmm. But uh, what you're going to hear is... It's a Baby Driver demo with Gene singing, but I got to quantify it. It's Gene doing basically a guide vocal, which I don't know what he's doing a guide vocal for. So when you say guide vocal, what you mean is like he's, he's hey, Pete, you know, if you're going to lay it down, this is kind of the rhythm of the vocals, like how they lay across the song. Let, that, let me yeah, show he's, you. Yeah, he's kind of instructing, I don't know if it's Peter or somebody, where things go or where the song goes. Hmm. But I have to only assume that's Peter playing drums on it. Although yeah. I know J.R. Smalling did do demos for this album, too. Yeah. He played drums on some of the songs. So, oh, yeah. That's right. Um, so maybe it's J.R. doing it. I don't know. But So you have to understand, this is not Gene trying to do a finished vocal. It's very kind of lackadaisical. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to listen to. So this is Gene doing Baby Driver. Yeah. 
baby driver. <laughs> wow. Although I like the, I like the production on the the demo better than I do on on the finished out. It's like got, got a bit of a heavier sound. Yeah, it is definitely but rougher that is, and, and raw. And that is Eddie Kramer producing this. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always rock and roll over has personal meaning to me because it it was released uh, six days after I was born. Man, every Kiss album has a meaningful meaning for oh, you. Yeah. Well, of course they do. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one does it because like, like we oh. sit here and like every time a Kiss album comes up, we both say. You know that one's got special meaning for me because of this or because of that, but it really well, there's something about almost every Kiss album that yeah, but yeah, it came out a week after I was born. Wow, and I remember it well. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I came out, they handed it to right. me. Right, I still I was. it's still interesting. They went to back to Eddie Kramer and worked on this after working with Ezrin on Destroyer because initially sales were soft for Destroyer and. Or, you know, diehards were not ha- really happy with Destroyer. Right, and yeah. so they rushed right back into the studio with Eddie Kramer, like, we got to make a hard album again. Yeah. And then by the time Rock and Roll Over comes out, Beth's all over the radio. Right. So it must have been a confusing period of time. Boy, that's tough to try to, you know, that, that's like, I think Michael Wagner told us once, that's the tough thing about following the trend. Like, you say, okay, this is what's really cool, let's make an album that sounds like that. And by the time the album actually it's comes changed. out, everything's yeah. changed, and that might not be cool anymore. And so, mm-hmm. like, Beth hits, and it's huge, but yeah. they're already trying to, yeah, well, an, oof. an interview I heard with Bob Ezrin recently, he said he still has the letter that Bill Coyne sent him after the first couple of weeks of Destroyer being on the market. Of Bill Coyne saying, we'll never work with you again. Oh, wow. Because you've changed our sound too much. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it definitely, uh, you know, it was one of those, it didn't take off with Detroit Rock City like they expected. And all of a sudden, Beth's all over the radio. So you're trying to say that them bringing him back for music from the Elder was like some sort of revenge scheme? No. Like, no, we're no. going to get you back for what you did to us on Destroyer by making you sit through this. Oh, no. Bob Ezrin was a very big part of I that know. album, too. I know he was. But, I'd um, love to hear the inside story from him on that. One day, I hope. All right, so you're up next. All right, well, hot off the completion of Kiss Alive in August of 75, Kiss would enter Magnet Graphics Studios in New York City to work out some of the songs they plan on presenting to Bob Ezrin, speaking of the man, for the album that would become Destroyer. They churned out a whole bunch of songs during these sessions, and some of them would make the Ezrin cut. Songs like Detroit Rock City with a switch at lead vocals, God of Thunder makes the cut. A song called Bad Bad Lovin' is the basis for calling Dr. Love. Mad Dog, which would be reworked to become Flaming Youth. And a song called Nightfly that features the lyrics from Sweet Pain. Mm-hmm. They also recorded early versions of Ladies Room, Love em, Leave em, and Plaster Caster, plus three songs that would end up on Gene Simmons' solo album three years later. Yep. I found that strange. Yeah. You know, here's another thing I love about Kiss. I've been listening to Kiss since I was a little bitty kid. Uh And when Kissmas in July rolls around and we start doing some research, I still learn things about the band that I never knew before. Yeah, I love that. That's what I love about this band. In the mix are several songs that would never see the light of day, including one of my very favorite unreleased songs of theirs. From the Magnographic Sessions, it's Kiss with It Ain't the Smoke. I'm not afraid of 
That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. That should have made an album. It's a cool song. It almost has like a Rolling Stones feel it to it. kind of does. I like it. Yeah. So it's got a lot of swagger to it. And yeah. The, and I can whole, see Ace uh, channeling some uh, Keith Richards on that a little bit. The whole phaser sound on the guitar is yeah, just Yeah. I dig it. It should have been on an album, I think. Uh, I, I remember when that leaked a few years ago. It was like, wow, this is... It's a completed, finished yeah. song. Yeah. And it's a damn good one, too. You don't get that too often. A lot of times with demos, you get the old steaming piss flaps treatment, but. Oh, that's a classic. What are you about? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, man. I went to uh, a site called guitars101.com. Yeah. And uh, they got a pretty awesome write up about like the unreleased mm-hmm. songs from 1975. They got some stuff in there about uh, the songs that come out of the Larrabee Studio sessions when they go to LA in 75 yeah. and do some stuff there so yeah check that out guitars101.com very cool have you heard that one called mistake yes i like song. that too i like it though it's, it's the greatest country song i've ever heard it's kiss during a country song oh it's so cool <laughs> Can you picture them in the makeup and costumes playing that mm. it's such a bizarre song for them to turn out that's it a, is. that's very much a wicked lester sounding song right i still like it for some no, reason i like it, it too it's, it's weird interesting. but i do like it it's, a, it's a, an oddity it's like the greatest country song that was never released yeah what if they would have released it? They would have been a number one country hit single. Oh, well, I, who knows? Paul Stanley would be like, Peter Chris, I beat your hit. <laughs> On the last Kiss Cruise, I don't know if you saw this, you know, Paul will do these things, these like, VIP acoustic shows on the cruise, yeah, and he'll break out stuff that he hadn't played before, and he did mistake the last two years. Oh, right on. And it sounds pretty cool, but um, one of the things he did uh, was, I can't remember the name of it now, but he played it on there, and it, oh, it's called uh, So Long. Okay. And it's just like a breakup song. And it's pretty good. Like if you look and he was like, I wrote this and we demoed it for rock and roll over, but it never got put on there. But like you hear it, like it would have been interesting to actually hear the full demo of that. So that may eventually get released. That'd be cool. But it's another kind of Rod Stewart ballad type thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. I'll send you the link to it. Hmm, cool. So all right, for my next one, I want to go back to the Psycho Circus sessions and uh like there was a good handful of songs that were uh, put out from these. Uh, one of them that I almost picked, if you're into, it's kind of a Paul anthem, very much along the lines of uh, "Raise Your Glasses" musically. Yeah, it's a song called "Body and Soul." Have you heard that yet? Yes. Okay, I've heard that, and that's it's pretty good, you know. But it and it's uh, lyrically not the greatest, but I think musically it was pretty interesting. But uh, I wanted to pick this one from Gene, and uh, some of this stuff would wind up in other songs, like on the Asshole album. Some of the musical qualities of this song, but it's a it's a pretty cool song, and it's a very Gene Simmons title. This is a song called "I Want to Rule the World." Oh, yeah. 
in July on the Decibel Geek Podcast. Asylum, the new KISS album. Accept no imitations. Records and tapes. Kiss Asylum. You'll be crazy about it. Available at all Tape World and Record Town locations for $6.99. The St. Pauli Girl Concert Series. Friday, April 11th at Meadowlands Arena. Sean Schur and WNEWFM welcome the Kiss Spectacle. Together with Bo Weisterkopf. 
Meadowlands Capital Theater and Ticketmaster Outlet. Friday, April 11th at Meadowlands. Together live, Kiss and Blue Oyster Cult. All right, before we get back into the demolicious demos of KISS here during Kissmas in July on the Decibel Geek Podcast, I want to just take a minute to thank everybody that helps us out in all the various ways. You know, we talked about it, yeah, it hurts to not get an iTunes review, but I know we're going to get one next week, and it's it's all good. You know, when people get out there on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all these great places where you can spread the word and you're telling people about the Decibel Geek Podcast, man, we love and appreciate that. We really love our VIP that are a part of our special group of people that love the Decibel Geek so much that they want to help more, and so we give them more. They get all kinds of cool stuff from us. We do extra episodes. We've released extra, recently been releasing extra pieces from interviews, stuff that didn't make it into the show because of whatever reasons you know they end up on the uh for the vips to get because they're special they get stuff nobody else gets including to take part in our specifically just for us facebook group Mm -hmm. and we communicate in there and we talk to these guys and you know they're all really cool like the coolest people in the world are decibel geek vips I'm, i'm convinced of it because anytime i go on facebook the group is what I want to look at. Yeah. You know, there's, They're it's gotten, cool stuff, it's yeah. gotten to the point where it's like, I rarely go to other I'm members of other groups, but I rarely go to them because I'm so busy when I go to that one, because there's always some cool conversation going mm-hmm. on in there, you know? And so we invite you to become part of the VIPs. It's extremely affordable, yeah. but it helps us out a ton and you get a lot in return. You know, just ask a decibel geek VIP. They'll tell you, um, decibelgeek.com, amazing writers from all over the entire planet. They're doing kiss stuff for us during Kissmas in July. Very entertaining. Some really funny stuff I was reading the other day. You know, the Rock and Pot Expo's coming up. Yes. We want you to come to Nashville, be a part of that. What's the latest on that? We got any big updates, anything besides we well, hit our goal, which is amazing? Yeah, we hit our funding goal, which is good, which means we because now the next step is because a lot of the people that donated are, are from out of state, some out of the country. So not everyone that donated is going to be able to make it. So now the next goal is to work on getting the locals involved. So yeah. if you're anywhere in the the southeast region and you're within a drive's distance, you're who I'm talking to. Yeah, we'd love to have you. We need to have people there because otherwise I'm going to look like Artie Fufkin at a Spinal Tap Center. <laughs> and I don't want somebody kicking my ass. So uh, we need oh, people man. to actually be at the show. And there's a lot of reasons to come out for it. So, yeah, there I mean, there's, is. There's a lot of... All these, you know, 20, over 25 podcasts are going to be there recording on site. They're all very excited. All, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then, uh, of course, the pre-party the night before with yeah. uh, Denman, The Tip, and Desolation Angels, the Bad Company tribute band. Vinyl dealers are signing up left and right now. I've been telling you, you know, they're bringing the rock and roll. Yeah. They know it. They know what this is, and they know that they've got stashes of really cool rock and roll yeah. stuff that they probably haven't. I mean, think about these vendors. When you go to a flea market, they've got a ton of albums, a ton mm-hmm. of CDs, a ton of posters and buttons and all kinds of stuff. But you got to know, they've got a huge stash of this stuff at home. And if they just go through and they kick all the Garth Brooks and the LL Cool J to the side and really dig deep and really pull out all the best rock stuff can you imagine what they're going to be bringing cool. to the rock and pot expo and then a lot of special guests are have been announced already and then you know, yeah. of course producer panel with michael wagner toby wright and kevin beamish i'm so looking forward to that that's gonna be cool heavy metal parking lot reunion the screening so uh, the the producers panel are we taking questions from the audience yeah excellent so if you want to 
get your question answered, come out to the expo. Sure, you want to learn a little something mm-hmm. about how they record music and how it's done correctly? Well, there's three guys right there on stage. I got a microphone. I'll bring it right to you. You ask that question, and they'll answer it. Yeah, and uh, I've got more guests to announce soon. I've got a couple. Of bi- Even more? Oh, yeah. I've got oh, a couple wow. of bigger names that I'm working on. I just gotta, I'm just got i not going to say anything until I get a yes, but I'll just say we're close on a couple of them. Nice. This is a star-studded event it already. And, we uh, don't even have all the announcements no. yet. And Aaron and I will have a Decibel Geek table there, and uh, I also just ordered for the expo. I've we're got, going to be right in between uh, yeah. Cobras and Fire yeah. and the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Yeah, Heck yeah, man. I can't think of a better place to be. And we'll have uh, stuff there to also Decibel Geek buttons. I just ordered a whole bunch of those. They're going nice. to be there available for you. So it's, it's a lot of stuff and more stuff to be announced. And uh, we're hoping to make this an annual event. So help us make this first year a success and come out and hang out with us. It's going to be great, man. So many ways you guys have helped us out. A huge way you've done it is by doing your Amazon shopping through our website. You go to DecibelGeek.com. You click on our Amazon banner. It takes you to the website, the online store, and it looks exactly the same. Why? Because it is exactly the same except by going through our link on our website anything you buy when you pay your price for it whatever price you agree to pay whatever it costs that's what you're paying not a penny more and then amazon gets your payment once it's done you get your product amazon takes your payment slices off a little piece for the decibel geek podcast because you went through our site so simple so easy Mm. and the very coolest thing about all that is amazon they love us and they give us the list. Yeah, we get a list of the stuff you buy, and uh, here's some of the more notable purchases over the past week on our Amazon link. A stack and snap deviled egg carrier was bought. Nice. I love deviled eggs. Also, a tile lock super scrabble game was bought. Cool. So deviled eggs and scrabble. So, so far, somebody's grandma was on our on our uh, Amazon link. Hey, deviled eggs are for everybody. That's true. Also, the Encyclopedia of Kiss book by Brett Weiss was bought. That's cool. I like that. And then in music... Uh, a band so awesome, they warrant their own encyclopedia. Oh, yeah. It should be like the Britannicas where yeah, there needs to be more volumes. than volume. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. All right. So in uh, music, Steelheart's We Die, We All Die Young was bought. You'll uh, recognize that song from the Rockstar movie. That's yeah. Steelheart oh, yeah. doing that song. That's right. Uh, Cheap Trick's Lap of Luxury was purchased. Underrated album yeah uh, another copy of sticks the mission was bought. nice it's good to know that sticks is moving some product in 2017 what about a heavier side of sticks episode oh it can be done we should do oh that. it can definitely be done i enjoy doing those heavier side episodes yeah me too uh, a band called 20 watt tombstone i like them and i'm called wisco disco they're from wisconsin i was just gonna say i i saw the title and i'm like i gotta check into it they're from wasa right your neighborhood that right in my neighborhood <laughs> so cool uh Ace Fraley, Anomaly Deluxe Edition that just came out. Two copies were purchased, one on CD and one on two LP picture disc. Wow, nice. Is it is there extra songs on the deluxe? Yes. It's oh, really? well, well one. It's uh you know the song Foxy and Free? Yeah. It's the original version of that that was actually submitted for Psycho Circus. He had written that, it with Sebastian Bach. It's you, called You Make It Hard for you Me. You make it hard for me. Yeah, so that's, that's on there. Fun. And uh also I've heard that demo, I think. Yeah, also uh Alice Cooper's new album Paranormal, two copies were purchased. One on CD and one on vinyl. That's awesome. And I take credit for the vinyl. It yeah, was, it was me. Nice. So yeah, I good can't, job. I can't wait to get it in the mail. So uh, yeah, that's what was purchased on Amazon this week. That's cool. We appreciate everybody that does their shopping through Amazon through decibelgeek.com. I know it's hard to go to click on that link because there's so many amazing articles to distract you, and that's okay. Yeah. But when you're done enjoying all those amazing articles written by amazing people, then you hit that amazing button that takes you to amazing Amazon. All right. Amazes on. Amazes on? Amazes on. 
All right. Let's get back to Kiss demos. Okay. All right. I'm up next. This is the one I have the little, the smallest amount of homework done for, so I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it, but it's a pretty cool little demo, and I believe this is from the Love Gun Deluxe Edition that came out a couple of years ago, but it's a Gene demo, but it's definitely got a finished sound to it, and I, I think you can hear little bits of living and sin in this, basically, but this is the original version of it, and this is called I Know Who You Are. some of the same lyrics from living in sin on this and, yeah um just no mention of the holiday in in this version it's weird how many of those you don't think about it but a lot of those songs on the gene simmons solo album were old kiss songs mm-hmm. even one that made it onto an album well he's certainly known to recycle a, a lyric or a riff or two right but he's known to be such a proficient writer you know mm-hmm. that's that's one thing gene is known for yeah that. but he, he can, rewrites the he same songs out, a lot yeah i mean he's and even in the 80s there's a lot of that too i'm not saying it as a slag i'm saying it's just he likes to flesh ideas out and if it's something that he comes up with he likes to 
you know, didn't work on this album. Let's try it a different way and, you know, reinterpret it. I suppose if you write something and you feel it, you know, and you really dig it and you want it to work, but for whatever reason, it just never seems to. So you say, man, I really believe in that one. There's something missing, though. You know, maybe if I try it this way. Nope, you know, okay, what if we did this? Nope, well, what if we try it this way? Yeah, that's it. Do you know how many times he's tried to have a song called Rotten to the Core on a Kiss album? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like for like 20 years, he was trying to make that happen. Right. He's rewritten that song like five times. Yeah. <laughs> he must believe in it. He loves it. He at least loves that phrase. I bet it'll be on the box set like six times. Yeah, Rotten to the Core, version 16. <laughs> <laughs> Take 531. Here's the Rotten to the Core CD from the box set. Nice. (laughs) All versions of Rotten to the Core. That's awesome. (laughs) All right, what have you got next? All right, what I got next is a tune that was written by Lou Anderson and Becky Hobbs. Hard rock giants. Right. (laughs) Actually, they were old-time rockabilly artists. And uh, this one was brought into the studio by Bob Ezrin, who envisioned Peter Criss killing it vocally. According to the book, Shout It Out Loud, the story of Kiss's destroyer and the making of an American icon, Bob thought Kiss could get the same kind of positive reaction that Alice Cooper got by covering the 1968 Judy Collins song, Hello, Hooray. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. This one? Not so much. Not so much, you know, but I'm going to let you check it out for yourself. Peter Chris does kill it vocally on this, but it's just not... Mm, just not right, but give it a shot for yourselves. From 1976, unreleased demo of Kiss. It's called Ain't None of Your Business. You 
know, it sounds to me like Peter's really into it, yeah. but the rest of the band just ain't digging it. I just don't think it's the right song for Kiss. No, it, it just, it's he. I think he tried to kissify it as much as he could. Right. But the whole the song as a whole, it just doesn't really fit Kiss. Um, right. Kiss not really. I don't know. The band Detective wound up re- recording this song. Yeah. Michael DeBar's Michael band. DeBars. All right. And. It worked a little better for them, but but to be honest, it's just not that great of a song. It didn't no. sound that great with them either. I don't. It's think. got. I like the bass in it. Its bass has got a good. Well, don't don't good. Yeah, I think there's there's a good idea there. It just doesn't. It yeah. just doesn't really go anywhere. That's one of the things, you know. Bob yeah. Ezrin, it's an experiment. Here, you guys try this, and they mm-hmm. probably fucking hated it. You know, well, they, Peter's you know, like, "Well, I can do anything, you know, and let me try it." And yeah, you just didn't, you know. It's you. That's the disconnect on that one. It's like Peter's really killing it on the yeah. vocals, and oh, the rest of the band is time. barely paying attention while they're well, playing. And you know, and Ezrin did it also on Destroyer with uh, King of the Nighttime World. You yeah, know, that was done by a band called the Hollywood Stars, and Kim right. Kim Fowley wrote that song. Oh wow! And. uh I think Kim Fowley told a story about like Bob Esmond called him out of nowhere and he said uh, something like, uh, are you looking to add to your retirement fund? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I need you to write something for Kiss. And he had already written that song with the Hollywood Stars, his local L.A. band. Yeah. One of the guys from Hollywood Stars saw him writing stuff on the sheet of paper. He's like, what are you doing? He said, planning my retirement. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it was... Uh, but, Big you know, money But that's a case that where, where the interpretation did work. You yeah. Know? And if you've heard the original version of King of the Nighttime World, Kiss took it and made it better you know yeah. none of your business i just don't know that there was a lot there to work with no it's hard to kiss a 1950s rockabilly tune yeah it's but it's interesting to listen to it's one of those things where like some of these songs you may not necessarily think they're great songs but as a kiss nerd and you're not listening to this unless you are right it's just it's just interesting to look at it and totally and, and give it and give it a spin you know i like it so uh for my next one and then this is crazy like and this one was new to me, which is hard to pull off because yeah. I'm such a geek with this stuff. I remember the title of this song, but I've never heard it until this week. And it's also a, a hard to believe that there were songs that got left off of Hot in the Shade because there's 15 of them on there. Yeah, but, and they're all demos. Yeah, they're all pretty much demos we could have done that were finished dem- out. Demolicious, the Hot in the Shade edition. Yeah, and, the, and what I'm going to play for you sounds like it would have fit right there with the production and everything. But this is a Gene song from 1989 that was done for Hot in the Shade, and I don't know that it's any better than anything that's on Hot in the Shade. I I would put it ahead of Boomerang for sure. I like Boomerang. I like the guitar playing. Yeah. But but as a song, it's, there's nothing there. It's just let's show off for five minutes. Yeah, I like that. But this is actually a pretty good little rock song from the late 80s. It's certainly not anything you would have thought should have been a single or anything, but uh, it's interesting to listen to. This is Gene doing a song called Street Legal. Crazy. 
pretty cool, man. That's new yeah. to me too. Yeah, it's it's an odd song, but uh, but it it fits in with that era. Yeah, you know, it sounds. Like it, but it would have fit right in on Hot in the Shade. Fits in there with like somewhere between Heaven and Hell and stuff like that. Yeah, I see it. But uh, yeah, hard to believe anything was left off of Hot in the Shade because it sounded <laughs> like they were like, all right, we have fifteen demos. Put them all on there. Put them all on there. <laughs> This song's called Cadillac Dreams, <laughs> but I don't know. And that was there was a song that I thought was great when I was twelve, and now I'm not so much. It hasn't yeah. aged well. Yeah, that's cool. A strange time for Kiss, but again, that's the magic of this band. You know, where even at our age, it's so exciting to hear a Kiss song, even if it is something that might have been on Hot in the Shade. Yeah. You know, something you've never heard before. You yeah. know, and that's again we talked about it last week with the guys and. I'm really looking forward to the Gene Simmons box set, you know, because mm, me too. that's going to be like getting to hear a whole bunch of Kiss songs that you never heard before yeah, all cool. at once. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to finding out what's all on it. I mean, that's the biggest question because that's going to make it. That's the beauty of it because you think about, you know, yeah, these songs have been leaked out, you know, yeah. between back in the day on the bootlegs and nowadays mm. on the internet, and anybody can hear them. It's basically public domain. But if anybody, and it, it, it rings true, especially with like your baby driver pick from earlier, where, you know, you could just be having a normal day and all of a sudden, boom, there's a Kiss song you never heard before. Yeah, I, you oh, know? and that was cool. Yeah, and, was, and so this happens from time to time, yeah. but who has the ultimate collection of these things? Oh, gosh, that no, you know, so many things that nobody has gotten their hands on over the years. Something mm-hmm. people, somebody has heard like years ago. Like you look at some of these lists on the websites, like Kiss FAQ, yeah, and it's like place. a lot of them like will tell the stories about like the demos and then it's mm-hmm. like there's ones that are in question because somebody once said that they did a song called this uh-huh. and you know but has anybody ever heard it we don't know you know and it's oh a, yeah especially it's a for, mystery for psycho circus and carnival of souls there were for both those albums there's still titles out there that yeah. have never been released yeah and that i'm like or either that or they their titles that were working titles and they became stuff that was released right you know and a lot of times back in those days you know you'd give an interview to hit parader or metal edge or something and you'd say oh yeah you know they're working on the new album and we got a song called this and a song called that and a song yeah. called this and then you'd read that and be like oh i can't wait you know and like being a young kiss fan that was the thing like they'd talk about like names of songs you'd be so excited like he who dares wins and things like that oh, who dares know? wins was yeah. gonna be crazy nights album title i believe yeah yeah and so you think oh man these songs and are they out there you know if anybody's yeah. got them it's gene mm-hmm. so that box set's gonna be killer oh yeah and and you know everybody there's a lot of people that think they know of everything that's out there i guarantee gene's got a bunch of stuff that no one's yeah. ever heard and i wouldn't be too surprised to know that the box set is just the tip of the iceberg oh i hope so like that's what i'm waiting for is all audio and video and... stuff i mean that as a as a diehard fan that's what i want yeah you can keep Hello Kitty and all that shit. I just, I want the music. We want the music. Yeah. That's what we love. Yeah. All right. So I got one more. All right. I had to do a lot of research for this, but this is a pretty cool story. So on a warm night in 1978, Ace Frehley, after another sold-out Kiss show, sits at a table in a nightclub surrounded by admirers, laughing and hanging on his every word. He gives Pete Rose advice how to make his bat smoke. Pete Rose? Pete Rose, you know, the baseball player. He explains the sexiness of Susan B. Anthony to Jimmy Carter. He regales Jim Davis with hilarious tales of his giant orange cat he had as a child. Everyone is having a great time when they decide to leave. As they congregate outside the club, a young pregnant woman named Diane Finnegan stumbles by. She cries out in pain as her water breaks. Ace sniffs a giant line of cocaine and says... I got this, Curly. He proceeds to deliver the baby right there on the sidewalk. 
a healthy baby boy. As the onlookers cheer, a tall, handsome man leaps forward with a knife. Ace bends down to pick up the joint he dropped, and the dude misses and smashes his head into the brick wall of the club. As the first responders are helping the lady and her newborn into the ambulance, they look at the unconscious man and exclaim, He's a sick rapist and is wanted for at least 30 murders. Ace looks longingly to the sky and reflects on his own awesomeness. A song rings out inside of his brains. I have to find Kiss right now. Suddenly he hears the roar of a wild jungle cat as Peter Chris leaps down from a building across the street and the sky lights up purple as Paul descends from the heavens with all the Kiss's instruments. The demon was humping Joyce DeWitt behind a light post, <laughs> pretending no one can see him. And it's time for Ace to play the song, but who could record it? Suddenly, the Vogue rolls in, and a van pulls up, and it's Keith Moon, and they exclaim, Keith Moon, we thought you were dead. And Keith Moon said, I came back from the dead just this one night, and I brought the Who's mobile recording machine, and we are here to record this song. We heard it earlier, the official Ace Frehley's original lead vocal in Kiss with Cold Gin. This is one you're hearing for the first time here on the Decibel Geek Podcast from 1978. It's Kiss with Ace Frehley on lead vocals, and this one's called Streetwise. Ah. Uh-huh. 
yeah, Streetwise. That's an amazing story. I never knew that before. See, I'm telling you, you do a little research, and all of a sudden you're finding out all kinds of new things about Kiss you never knew before. Did you ever hear Streetwise before? No. Never? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, man, that's awesome. Sounds a little similar to something I heard earlier this year, though. Yeah? A little bit. I think it's a Kiss demo. It sounds just like Kiss to me. All right. It's a pretty cool story, though. I didn't know any of that stuff about Ace Frehley. What a night. That is pretty cool. He delivered a freaking baby right there on the sidewalk. (laughs) These things all happened in 1978. I just can't believe that Gene was banging Joyce DeWitt. That's pretty breaking news to me. 1978 was a crazy time. That's wild. Behind a light post? Everyone can see you when you're behind the light post. I think think he just didn't care. Not that he wasn't pretending that no one could see him. I think that's a song by a band called Classic 78. Oh, yeah. Classic 78. Yeah, that came out earlier this year. I don't know, man. That story makes a lot of sense, though. It almost had me fooled, though. I think, well, if you say so, but I love it. Either way. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I know that's Classic 78, but I still believe the story's real. All right. Well, I've I've got one that actually is from Classic 78. Okay. So you be the judge of this. Oh, it's so good. This whole, this little EP they've yeah. done, side one, is so good. You yeah. know, and this is a little funny joke that we kind of, you know, put in here, but we've said it before, <laughs> like, if you didn't know. You would swear it was a kiss demo. And you come across yeah. this on the internet and somebody says, you know, hey, this song called Streetwise, or hey, this song called Standing Tall, and you didn't know, you'd think it was Kiss. Well, yeah, because they even have the voices down. That's the, that's the craziest part. It's so cool. And so, yeah, I want to play something off that. And, I'll, and by the way, to piggyback on our talk last week with the Gene Simmons band, we played some of this stuff for them last week, and they were equally blown away. Yeah, nice. But, um, yeah, so this is, we had to play something off of this because it was too impressive not to. Right. But, uh, so here's mine, and here's one, if, if you didn't know that, if you didn't know better, you would swear this was Paul Stanley, circa 1978 also. This is a song from Classic 78 called Standing Tall.
I mean, uh, research, no <laughs> awesome story. No. Nah. Go along with it. I wanted to I tried to think up something fast with Suzanne Summers, but I just couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't get there, you know. <laughs> Mr. Furley bought a ticket to see Kiss. And oh, man. But, yeah. No, I love that, though. I, I, and that was – and you could only get the classic 78 thing on iTunes. And I know we usually, you know, push the Amazon link and all. Yeah. But here's a case where I will push you. Go to iTunes and buy that classic 78. Right. Album, That's the only place you can track. get it. And it is so good. If you like Kiss, there's no way on earth that you could not love no, it's great. classic 78. And, and, and there's Mystique. They Like, they don't say who they are or anything. Like, yeah. You know, we don't even know who the members are. It's actually Kiss traveled back in time. Maybe it is. Or forward in time. So like in, in 1978, like right after all that crazy stuff happened with Ace Frehley, then they jumped into the time machine and flew to 2016, which was last year. And then they like record this EP and they release it now. And I figured it out. Uh-huh. It's the cybernetic robots from Kiss Meets the Phantom. Oh, shit. They did it. They're out of the Phantom Zone. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> The next few years should be pretty damn interesting. Rip and Destroy Tour 2018. I'm there. <laughs> I'm so there. Well, I guess we got one more, and this is kind of like a double pick of ours because we both love it so much. My favorite Kiss demo, probably. Oh, man. It's just the greatest. You know, there's probably very few times that you're going to find that. Well, we've referenced it a little bit today, but, you know, and there are such things, but. Rarely is a demo better than what the real finished product ends up being. Right. You know, we've had a little bit of that today with like the very earliest Kiss recordings. Oh, yeah, you know, that stuff's so awesome. I think this is probably a song that should have been on the album versus the song that ended up on the album, or at mm-hmm. least done in this style oh, of sure. recording. And it's uh, it came from the Lick It Up sessions. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it came from the Lick It Up sessions yeah, in 83. It's, uh, it's Kiss with Not For The Innocent, but what you're going to find about this song that's really cool is that Gene and Paul share the vocal on it. It's great. So unlike what ends up on the final album, and I don't know why, I can't imagine why they decided not to do it this way but Mm -mm. i mean it's so cool 
It's really awesome. And it's actually Kiss. It's not yeah. Classic 78 this time, I promise. No. And this has been fun. And uh, guys, if, and I'm sure everyone is like, you should have played this, you should play that. Go to the comment section under yep. this on our Facebook page and put the links into the ones we should have picked. Right. Or if there's other ones out there that we don't know yeah, about. Yeah, let us know. Make our day. Tell us where they're at so we too can hear and see them. Absolutely. That's that's the magic of Kiss, man. That's the magic of Kissmas in July. Yeah, let's have some fun. All right. We'll see you guys next week. See you.